Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Governor Jeff Landry's administration has declined to accept millions of dollars in federal assistance to extend the summer EBT program for low-income students. South Louisiana food pantries and advocates for nutritional programs are really uh, ramping up and preparing for more people that they know will be seeking assistance uh, this summer. Joining us is Natalie J. Rowe, President and CEO of Second Harvest Food Bank. Natalie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I always think of you as Sheriff Norman, and thank you for all the ways you've helped Second Harvest. It's been my pleasure. You know, I'm a big believer in the in your mission. Um, so give us the backdrop of this decision and, and, and do we know why? Um, yeah. Um, I just have to say we're really, really concerned. We did see the statement by the Department of uh, Children and Family Services that every child deserves a safe home and a pathway. Families deserve pathway to self-sufficiency. We completely agree. We completely agree that's the goal. Uh, we did, unfortunately, we were not consulted when this decision was made. We were sending letters and having our advocates sending letters to ask, please, 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 for the governor to accept this. This is $71 million the state is losing uh, that really has no strings attached apart from some administrative funding uh, that the state would have to kick in anywhere from 2.5 to $7 million. So it really was a win for our kids. And by turning it down, I don't know what um, is gained. And we have to think about this and the, um, you know, as we think about how inflation is affecting our families, the fact that food costs are at a three decade high, so families are struggling, how difficult it is for our children in rural areas in particular to access programs in the summer when they get free and reduced breakfast and lunch. And this is really um, a fantastic program because that money also gets spent in our local grocery stores. So it was an economic boost. Is this a lack of understanding of the need? I think so. Um, I think so in a lack of understanding of, of what this program was supposed to do. So, for instance, we're going to ramp up what we do. We're going to double the amount of meals that we put out through our kitchens. Um, but even with that, we're going to reach maybe 3,500 children to 5,000 children. There are 117,000 children just in South Louisiana who are food insecure. Uh, and, again, I think, you know, part of the misunderstanding was this program started during COVID. Um, and so a lot of folks think that post-COVID we don't need it and it needs to sunset. 
but what we haven't thought about is that the effects of COVID are still with us. We still are paying more for groceries than we ever have before. Um, you know, housing is so high. Families are struggling. It, it's what we hear on a daily basis makes people so unhappy with the economy. That's the reality of their lives. And to me, um, we should not, we want our children to be self-sufficient. And the best way to do that is to make sure they are prepared to learn. And having good nutrition is the way to do that. It seems to me if the federal government reacts like they do in other cases, that when you have a state like Louisiana who do, who rejects receiving this benefit, they they spread it amongst the other states who are willing to accept it. Absolutely. Happen. Absolutely. <laughs> so, There's no benefit so to Louisiana. It, so it's not as though they're making a national economic impact on this spend. It's going to be spent. It's just others are going to take advantage of it to the detriment I, of I, the folks here. You are absolutely right. And we have the highest rate of uh, child food insecurity in the country. So there is a challenge here. I know a lot of folks say, well, what about obesity? But as we know, if your family is limited with their income, they buy calorie-dense, less nutritious food. Um, so there's you got to disconnect the obesity piece from the good nutrition. What we're really focused on is good nutrition for these kids that are going to position them to fulfill their best potential. But I think you're absolutely right. We turn this down. No benefit to us. No benefit to anyone in Louisiana. Um, benefit to other states. Yeah, if you would indulge me for a moment, um, you may have heard me tell a story before, Natalie, and it really opened my eyes. Um, I I guess it was probably eight years ago now, nine years ago. um, I had a Thanksgiving week summer bank, uh, summer band program, I mean, a Thanksgiving week uh, band program, uh, camp for the kids that we had um, in the Band of Excellence that I started with the Sheriff's Office. And it Mm -hmm. was a particularly rough holiday for me having lost. A good friend of mine lost his daughter, and and I was there uh, with him when it happened. And uh, it it, it was a, a rough time. And I remember coming back, and I had a bunch of letters from the the camp, uh, the, the kids that attended the camp. And we really went over the top for the kids with the uniforms and, you know, backpacks and some other stuff. And we were very excited. It was one of the first band camps that, that we had conducted. And I thought and I fully expected that the letters were going to be about, you know, all the little things that we gave them, right? Mm-hmm. The quality of the band instruction and everything else. Well, how wrong I was. Because without exception, every letter thanked me for the hot meal that we served to these kids during that band camp. And it, yes, I remember. And it, and it blew me away. How connected I thought I was to communities within my own parish i didn't know it quite frankly i can't say it and i think we're all there right it's really hard for us to picture people not having enough nutritious food to eat it just seems like how could that possibly be the case when there's 
such abundance of good food in our country, and especially here in Louisiana where our food culture is so strong. Um, it, but it is, yeah. I mean, you know, so, the story you tell is about caring, right? Um, and and I'm well, so, it's, it, and it's I, about I it's about understanding. Connect. I mean, I was so yeah. wrong. Uh, about what my expectation was. I was, I'm, you know, at first I was embarrassed to tell the story, quite frankly, uh, yes. with good reason. Uh, because it, in almost every letter, the kids articulated that the only hot meal they get is typically the one at school. And when yes. they're not at school, they don't have a hot meal. So when they go on summer break, no hot meal. When, you know, when they're on Thanksgiving break, no hot meal. When they're on Christmas break, break no hot meal and it you know uh, and and i know these children are not lying to me <laughs> i mean it, it was they, it was just so sincere uh and so innocent um you know in the way that they we articulated know, it we partner with a lot of schools one way we get food to children is in our school pantries and our principals and guidance counselors in those schools actually identify kids that are exhibiting the signs of not getting enough good food. So they're either sleeping or they're agitated because they've had a boost of sugar when they come to school and nothing else. They actually see the physical signs of not getting good food, and then they so they partner with us to try to send home some basics for the family. So, and that's what this this program does. It's money that gets spent in grocery stores. So a family can go into a grocery store and buy basics that make the whole family. And I love that because that returns a dollar seventy three into the local economy. So yes, I love what we do, and we're going to do more. We're going to double it. But if you can get double or triple the benefit of these federal dollars and stimulate that local. Uh, economy, and I have to tell you, grocery stores are struggling too. They're paying these inflated um, costs. A lot of our rural grocery stores are closing down. Here in Jefferson Parish, we got approached by Councilman Lee because there's no grocery store in Avondale and Wagaman, and we're sending in what we call our mobile market to provide groceries for folks because they can't get a bricks and mortar store to locate there. So that's the environment we're in. Um, and and I just yeah I mean I, and 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 I guess sometimes because you know what kind of irritates me here is that it's thirteen Republican led states that have made this decision right and mm-hmm. we 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 tend to do this with this kind of um, conservative gang mentality sometimes um, and oftentimes and and I'm guilty of this as well and. But in 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 a, in a hope a more productive way, I, I'm critical of the of the administration and the management of a number of these programs, and it's always because sure. we short we short sell the amount of money that we're going to put for administration, and we don't go about it in in a meaningful way. Uh, so, for example, you gave a range of uh, two and a half to seven million dollars. If it's at seven, that's ten percent of the gross amount that would be distributed here in Louisiana. That that may seem a little high to some, but because of the nature of what uh, is having to be done here, maybe not so much. But it's mm-hmm. interesting why we would fear this and we would focus on, on that um, as opposed to trying to figure out, based on the sector of the population that we've identified, whether we use the Alice Means test you know, that you're so familiar right. with or, or anyone else, any other uh, measure, 
um, there's no one, no one, that that can argue and debate the need. It, it, right. You know, so it just it just kind of drives me a little crazy uh, when we look the gift horse in the mouth like this and we walk in the opposite direction. I wish we wouldn't take a political lens um, to things like this. Uh, you know. The same as you said, if I could figure out, I tried to understand, I've read all the statements about the decision to turn it down, and I'm trying to work out and what is any benefit that this brings to the state of Louisiana, this decision, and I can't find anything. So to me, whether you do it from the standpoint of understanding that children can really use this help, whether you do it from the standpoint that, you know, here's federal dollars coming into the state and you want to accept them because why not? You know, even if you disagree with the theory, um, and we all have different thoughts about this, about why the administration makes these decisions. Um, do you know what I mean? Why would you turn down yeah. this money that it doesn't, there's no upside to it for the state? So. Yeah, uh, it, it, it just kind of runs counter to common sense here on so many different yes. fronts. And because yes. they're going to redistribute this money to other states and they're going to make a bigger impact in other states in, in dealing with their impoverished children in their state. And kudos to $71 them. $71 million is a lot of money that could be spent in our local grocery stores. Um, and, and I just hate that it's devastating to the kids. You know, the, the 300,000 plus children in our state um, that risk hunger every single day. Uh, and I'm just so sad about that. And, and I do hear that there are some attempts, I don't know if they can be successful or not, to ask the governor to reconsider, bring some legislation to the floor. We're certainly supportive of all of that. We're, we're happy to talk to the governor and the administration at any time about what we see. Um, and to make the case that we make, uh, you know, can make for this. Um, so I'd like to believe there was some chance we could reverse this, but I don't know that there is. I think, actually, is tomorrow the deadline? Did I read that somewhere? I think I may have I read that I don't know about but... that. There was a deadline in mid-February, which I thought we passed, because the oh, we, announcement maybe, maybe came out did. just before yeah. that. It may have uh, been last I Friday. I do hear that there are a couple of folks that are are trying to do something at the state level. I don't know from the federal perspective if if it can even fly. I really don't know. Um, So, Natalie, let's pivot for a second. Uh, Let's talk about the state of the state of second harvest. Um, Mm -hmm. i got to imagine, you know, when when the economy uh, and folks are stressed, it's harder uh, for you out there to solicit what you need in, in order to uh, be able to deliver the services that you deliver. So we've lived in interesting times, right? We we got a lot of support, and and some of it from the federal government, but a lot of support from private individuals too during COVID um, and during the disasters that we face. But once you know, as COVID resided, uh, you know, into our past, receded into our past. Um, there was a feeling that we should be getting back to normal. We felt it as well, and that the need would somehow go back to what it was prior to the pandemic. And unfortunately, that hasn't happened because inflation is, has kept that need at a much higher level than it was before because things aren't in the economy back to normal. People are paying 
more for their groceries than they have for three decades. You know, housing is costing an extraordinary percentage of household income. So there's there's less discretionary money to choose to get that produce uh, for your family as opposed to a cheap bag of chips um, and ramen noodles and the very basic things. Or you may not be able to afford transport to get to a grocery store, and so you're buying something at the convenience store down the street. So yes, uh, it is difficult, and when things like this happen, where you know seventy-one million dollars um, get shorted from the state, and folks are asking us as they are, "What are you going to do about this?" We're going to do what we can, but we can't. We can't plug that gap. Um, I, I just have to say, I am so thankful for the generosity of this community in South Louisiana. I'm so thankful for the support we get. Um, but we we can't replace seventy one million dollars worth of lost food. Yeah, and and that would have been I, I would think if we really had an interest in doing the due diligence on this issue before we made the decision that that would have been valuable information. Yes. And again, we're happy to talk to uh, to anyone in the governor's team. Uh, we we tried to reach out as much as we can before the decision got made to say, please, please, please take this. Um, and obviously, weren't successful. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see whether or not the, anyone can make any headway uh, on on this issue. But uh, obviously, there are going to be significant challenges, and hopefully our community will rise to the occasion again. Um, I'm typically very confident of it, but I, I do think that people's discretionary uh, spending is going to be hampered uh, in yes. 2024. And I think 2024 is going to be a tougher year than most people think. Yes, and you know we have more than two hundred thousand people that send um, donations into us on an annual basis, and most of them are those five dollars or twenty dollar gifts that help us uh, do the work that we do. And you're right, for those families, this is tough, and those donations we've seen them decline. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, it'll continue to reveal itself, and. But hopefully uh, we'll rise to the occasion. Natalie, thank you so much for joining us and and, uh, highlighting the challenges uh, of this decision. Um, And we'll see where this plays out. Thank you so much for your advocacy for the people and the children of Louisiana. So thankful for your leadership. Thank you for what you do as well. Natalie J. Rowe, President and CEO of the Second Harvest Food Bank. We'll be right back, folks. We'll go to the talk lines, 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.